you very much. That's wonderful and powerful. we clap for them. Be seated. Thank you very much. I started, said I was going to talk about the prophets, isn't it? How many of you remember? I'm prophecy. Oh, I didn't say that. Huh? I said it. How many of you heard me? I don't want to just go. Or did I say something else? Great. Why am I talking about this? Because the reason is that there's so much confusion about Christianity and about callings. I think let's first go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Ephesians 4, 11. Okay. Then I will read it. Or can somebody read from the Bible so that give me this? I'm going to preach with somebody. Give them, give some. Uh, who can read well? Who can read well? Let me see your hand. Who's a good reader? Oh. So nobody will help me up. How many? Good. There's a hand here. The man. Okay. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. Reading from the NKJV. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Great. The Bible said, and he himself. Let's read from the verse 9. Verse 9. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean? Now what? This, he ascended. Let me start from the verse 7. Mm-hmm. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. When he ascended where? So what does it mean to ascend? Huh? So somebody went up. So who went up? Jesus. So when Jesus went up, he gave what? Oh. He, he gave gifts. He said he gave what? Gifts to men. So he gave gift to what? Who did he give the gift to? So who's supposed to receive the gift? Men. Okay, what is this gift which he gave? 
So let's read the gift. Now this he ascended. What does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. Verse 11. Wait. He first descended where? To a lower part of the earth. So, did Jesus die? Was he buried? So the same person who died and was buried and came out of the grave and went up. So he's talking about Christ. Isn't it? Good. I want you to understand this foundation that we can then uh, go on. Uh-huh. Verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles. The one who ascended, he is the one we say he himself, isn't it? Or is a different person? Good. He himself did what? Gave some to be apostles. Gave some to apostles. Say, when he ascended, he gave gifts. So what are those gifts? The gift is what? Apostle. So is an apostle a gift? Great. So who is the gift? The apostle, isn't it? Eh? So if I bring an apostle here, what have I brought here? A gift. Good, you understand. Good, listen. So the gift is the human being, which is called what? An apostle. Or, or you tell apostle is not a human being. Huh? <laughs> the apostle is a human being. We, then two, some prophets. So a prophet is what? A gift. So when you give a gift, what happens? What do you do to a gift? So any gift that is given, there is a giver and there's what? The receiver. So he gave gift, but the church received the gift. Christ gives the gift, but the church or we, the individual, will have to receive what? Those gifts, isn't it? Then he mentioned the first one to be what? Apostle. Second, prophet. Third, some evangelists. Evangelists. Some prophets. Sorry, pastors and teachers. One, he said, apostle. Apostle. Two, prophets. Prophet. Three, evangelists. Evangelists. Four, pastors. Five, teachers. Teachers. So, how many gifts? Did he give? Five. The Bible, we call it five-fold ministry. Which the church needs to be able to stand and to be able to push and to be able to become very strong and to fulfill the will of God. You said no, no, I, I, I'm going. I haven't come there. Listen. So I'm talking about the gift first. So if you don't understand that they are gifts, the men may be gifted, but they are gifts. Somebody asks, why? Five, why the five gifts? And I said, those gifts they are not separate from Christ. Jesus is the chief apostle. He's the apostle. He is also the what? A prophet. He is also what? The evangelist who went around proclaiming the gospel to people. Didn't Jesus do that? He is also what? The pastor who fed the people who when you come before him, he pastors you. He is also what? The teacher. Which is a rabbi. Teacher. So, the five gifts are not separate from it. It is Christ when he was going, one man cannot carry all. He must function on earth here. So, he divided 
he himself as a gift of God. God gave one gift, Jesus Christ, to us, isn't it? And that gift have all this part in him when he was on earth. He was the apostle with power and when he speaks, it is done. He is the prophet who predicts and he doesn't know you. He hasn't met you before, but when he meets you, he knows what you are thinking and what is in your heart. He is the evangelist who will travel afar and win people. When people were bound by demonic forces, he will go there and release the person and make him an evangelist. He wasn't even staying at one place. Let us go to the other side because other people need me. Evangelists don't stay at one place. He is also the pastor. But when he was going, he must function in his church and in the entire body of Christ in this world. So he has to give, he, he, he has to give the church so that the church will not lack Christ on earth here. Are you getting me? So the apostles, I'm not going to, I'll be talking about the prophet more because we, we have a lot of confusion in it too. <laughs> so the apostle, I will speak about the prophet because I started with the prophetic, isn't it? Did I speak about the prophetic? Who is a prophet? Oh, you don't know a prophet? Uh, I say, he said, one, you can even answer me. It's an easy, you can answer me. I said when Jesus was giving, he gave what? So it's one of the gifts. Isn't it? <laughs> I didn't say, tell me what prophet does. I said, who is he? <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I ask you a simple question. Even though I have, I give you, 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 and you. It's one of the, isn't it? Was not one of the gifts? To the prophets, we have Old Testament prophet, and we have New Testament prophets. All come from the same spirit, but have different roles and functions. The Old Testament prophet mainly was given to the nation Israel. Huh? The main job was that they were given to the nation Israel. It's because of Israel that God gives the prophet. So you find Elijah, Elisha, all of them function even though they might have said some few things about people outside. But their main work was for Israel. Prophet was a, Samuel was the first prophet that institutionalized the, the office. Moses was there. Moses was a prophet. How many of you know Moses was a prophet? He, he led the people. God spoke to him. He spoke. Uh, he took the law from God. He was able to hear from God to speak the word of God to them. Isn't it? And there were judges that passed by, but Moses was one of the major prophets they have seen. Even Abraham uh, was uh, a prophet. And David, uh, 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 some, he's a king, but he also, also functioned as a prophet. That's why sometimes you, you quote David prophecies about Christ Jesus, the Messianic prophecy. That my hands were pierced, were pierced my, my rib and all this, the death of Jesus Christ, he prophesied about it through his songs. <laughs> but Moses led a nation, even though Moses was called as a prophet, he still led, it is because of Israel. That was why 
as a nation. That's why God chose him. Isn't it? Then Samuel was chosen as a prophet. As a prophet, you don't need, as a priest, you need to come from a certain tribe. And there are description to become a priest, you need to have some qualification. So a high priest, like me, I'm disqualifying the Old Testament. <laughs> Everything must be pepepe. But a prophet, he can choose you from anywhere. He can choose among men. If somebody is there, the son, uh, he said, Elijah, the, the descendant of Tishbite, the Tishbite. Tishba, Tishba. Nobody knows. See, the man just appeared. God will appear somebody. Someone said, no, I I'm not fit to become a prophet. God said, uh, Father, God, I don't have the same to speak. He said, who made the mouth? So now most of the prophet God called, they are even afraid. They don't want to be. They think they are not even qualified. They are running away from it. Not this modern day when God having called them, they are running. They, they, they want to. God having called you, but you still. <laughs> they, they are calling themselves. <laughs> so it was Samuel, he established, Samuel was a very good administrator. He established this and that and that. And Elijah uh, uh, had a school, a Bible school for a uh, uh, prophet. He, he, and in fact, people think he's the first Bible school. Uh, uh, who, uh, sorry, the Bible school to see how this, teach them how to prophesy those who are called. You know, you can't be a prophet if you're not called. It is those who are called. It is those people that he put together to be able to teach them, to help them, to guide them, and to lead them so that they don't mess up like how we are messing up. So I say, oh, it's God who called me. Yes, God called you. But as we begin to learn, you'll find out that, yes, God can call you. But you also need maturity to be able to bring the word of God to help people. So the Old Testament have it on this and it is to deal with the nation Israel. The same way the New Testament is also similar. It is to deal with what? The church. For God dealt with the nation Israel in the Old Testament. When it comes to the New Testament, God is dealing with one uh, uh, to manifest himself through the church. In the Old Testament, God manifests himself through what? Israel. In the New Testament, God manifests himself through what? The church. So the church needs to be helped and guided and, 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 and have what it takes and people to be able to safeguard us. The same way Israel. And any time the king succeeds in Israel, that king adhered himself to a good prophet. So they do not rule alone. They rule with the prophet uh, uh, guiding them and helping them, giving them direction. Even sometimes, if they are going to war, they, 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 the prophet tells them, uh, look, this war, when you go, you'll be defeated, so don't go. We sometimes want to carry that into the New Testament. And it's good we can give prophecy to kings, listen, but we are not called as prophet in the New Testament for the unworldly king. Because the principle they operate by is not the principle of God. 
the 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 Old Testament, God set up the uh, the kingship. There was no election. God chooses. He's shown who should be the king, even though they have uh, a way of electing. Uh, but sometimes God can even appoint and say, this man will be uh, the king. And he comes in. David, God anointed him. While Saul was uh, still there, he said, David, you will be the king. So God anointed him. You don't need to vote uh, on David. When Saul, they chose Saul, God anointed, isn't it? The people didn't need to vote over him, but there are rules that govern the constitution. The Bible was their constitution. But here, the Bible is not Ghana constitution. Uh, so, you are thus saying the Lord is limited by the constitution of God to any king that sits on. But in Israel, whatever God says is final to the king because there's nothing that stops the king from doing what God says he should do because God put him there and gave him rule how to rule the people. And God said, if you reject me, I will, I will, I will take you away. And he didn't give four years, five years. The duration of being there will be when you are obedient to God. Your duration of being successful as a nation will depend on how you lead the people to God. And the nation supposed even to give a tithe. But you cannot tell President Kufuadu to tithe Ghana's uh, revenue to the church. So you cannot stand and say and prophesy against that. You whole nation have robbed me. Because you've kept the ties of God. You, that, that will not work. Because the, this nation is not operating the theocracy. In those days, they were uh, operating theocracy and we are operating democracy. Someone said, demons are crazy. <laughs> say, uh, why do you say so? Uh, do election, I don't see demons. Are you, are you crazy? So, when you understand this, then you understand how we operate. I'm not saying that God cannot speak to a president, God can do that. But that is not our major work. Our major work in the New Testament is the church. I hope you're getting me. Huh? Oh, my, my dear. So we are prophets of the church because God gave those gifts to where? To the church. He said when he, was, he ascended, he gave gifts and those gifts were given to the church. The apostles can help the state and the nation, but they are not made for the nation. The evangelist can speak about the wrong things in the nation and salvation for the nation, but uh, it's just an appeal. You cannot enforce it. <laughs> the pastor can play a role. And all political leaders come, want to sit down, I want to put you under so that we can live in peace. They can refuse. Because nothing binds them. And they haven't sinned against God. <laughs> if they refuse. Because that is not the basis on which they were appointed. They came 
and said, we want, they stood for election, they spoke to the people, the one who convinced them, uh, 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 was able to convince them, and in other words, the one that have enough money, that can convince other people, <laughs> was able to get there. Now, money and convince, convince, convince. Not the one who is too spiritual. Sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes they use spiritual things. Uh, all of them say we are spiritual. They just deceive the church. It's deception. And the church becomes very naive. And so that they want to even die for a political party. Because they can't die for Christ. I believe we should be a light so that they can see us. Walk as a light. Let them see our works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. The Lord send, if the Lord want to send a word to political leaders now, he will tell them not to give bribe to anybody who is voting. Would they listen? Would they listen? Have God spoken that through any prophet? Prophets were to stand to speak against wrong. And wrong way of getting to a place. And the right way of God in getting to a position. But can we, the prophet, prophesy the right way to the throne? In which God is speaking? Or are we quiet? I'm talking about us. Because I'm one. That's what I'm saying. But I'm not going to talk about I'm not. Uh, so there's a prophet. And in the New Testament, or generally, I said the other day that prophets they prophesy, isn't it? When you prophesy, there are six, you can prophesy to individual. Huh? You can also prophesy to a group. A prophecy can come to a group it can come to an individual, isn't it? And it can come to a people. Maybe Ghana. And it can come to a nation. In the, New Testament, in the Old Testament, that was what God, they have a nation. Or it can come to a church. An entire church. And most of the New Testament prophecy uh, were towards the church. If you read Revelation, the church of Ephesus, the prophecy came again. He said, I know your work. All the seven prophecies that came was not to a nation, but to what? To the churches. If the churches work right, the nation will work right. Oh, I hope you're getting me. This is very interesting. This is just the beginning so that we can understand. I don't want you to be deceived by anybody. Uh, 
And I pray that God will help you to look at it. In God speaking, there are prophecies that have gone. First uh, uh, Corinthians, you can also judge prophecy. You can judge prophecy. Let's see. Second Corinthians, first Corinthians chapter 40, verse 29. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 29. Let two or three prophets speak, and let the others judge. Let what? Two or what? Prophet, let them speak, and let others what? It means that there are a lot of prophets all over. So, the first people that can judge prophecy is a prophet. They say, then why are the prophets rather fighting uh, themselves? I will tell you why. <laughs> you want to know the why? <laughs> uh, I'm I'll, when I get there, I'll tell you. When I get there, I'll tell you. What the reason is that prophecy, I told you, can come from three different sources. Or few. I make it three major sources. One, from God. Prophecy is being inspired to speak at a God's word. One, by God. Two, from the human soul. It comes from two different. From God, from human will or soul. Sometimes did you hear when you Shabo, shabo, shabo. Today, today is a great day. It will be great. The reason I said it will be great is because your pocket is full. <laughs> so, it can come from the human soul, the human, sometimes the way even people feel they can use that to prophesy. Some people prophesy their experience. So now they're afraid of everybody because somebody did something. So anytime he's there and he sees in his little action, then that thing trigger his soul. So there's a witch among us. Because somebody's face looked like a witch she thought have killed the sister or the brother. Sometimes people even use some things to uh, prophesy and to judge spiritual things. I always am very careful when I'm judging spiritual things. If I don't know, I shut my mouth. Before I open my mouth, then I know this is that. But God taught me a lesson. I think in bidding power. While I think where there were something happened, I think we did some praise and worship, then we stopped. But some lady was lying down and was behaving like a snake. It was making like this. The way she was behaving, look, you don't need anything to say, this is. A serpent spirit. And I don't like saying people have uh, the spirit. I like casting them out. When I see anything that look like demon, I cast it out. So I decided to cast it myself. I remember Pastor Donko, he joined me. We're casting this demon out. Come out, come out, come out. Then when 
While we're cussing out, the thing was, the, the more we cast out, the, the more the thing dance. Then immediately my eyes got open. And I heard music from above. Sweet music. And I saw this lady dancing to the tune of the music. We were in the flesh. (laughs) From that day, spiritually things are spiritually designed. I learned that lesson that spiritual things are what? You don't use your physical eyes, look at somebody's face and determine that the person is possessed or not. Sometimes you don't know what is happening to the person. Sometimes the person may be depressed. Something has happened and he's come to church, he's sitting down, boom, and says, oh God, where can I go? Then you look at it, hmm, demons. So, the reason is that because prophecy can come out of the soul of man from the spirit of God and from satanic source, we need to be able to know which voice is speaking through a brother or a sister to us. Oh. How can we know since we are not God? Even you, prophet, when you saw this thing making like this, you yourself, you thought it was demon. (laughs) So how can we natural man say God is the one speaking? When somebody can say, that say the Lord. That say the Lord. Sometimes when it comes, that say the Lord, as if, you know all of us, sometimes we, we, we feel that I remember somebody said, there was some prophet said, the guy was say, when the person was prophesying, somebody said, the, the prophecy was too long. The guy said, <laughs> and God stopped and said, who said true? <laughs> so the guy stopped and said, who said true? And the whole place was quiet. And somebody said, I'm the one. Then he called one brother. Like, but Alaska, give him three. <laughs> Alaska said, God, wait them, Pacho. And God changes man. And call another brother. And anybody called, the person didn't want to do it. Anytime he called somebody, I say no. He goes to the next person. And God said, so be unsure. Me. My mother. <laughs> so the, these are some of the excesses that uh, that when it comes, it doesn't mean that the whole thing is wrong, but it's immaturity. There are categories of prophecies. They are already told you when prophecy, people prophesy, the early first part is either edify for edification, isn't it? Edification means what? It must build up. Build up. When people prophesy, it must build up the church. Prophecy don't tear 
the church into pieces. Some people can they prophesy once the whole church scatter. So the prophecy is to build the church. It's to help the church to become stronger. Not weaker. Not dividing a brother. Breaking the front of the entire listen. Then what we call one spoon, uh, uh, there, there are two prophecies called what? The prophecy of the season. And there is another one prophecy of the day. The, mm. <laughs> the seasonal one is when somebody wait upon God and receive a word from God. He has already got the word before he comes to the meeting. There are some it's spontaneous. You come to the meeting, you have them plan, it meets the need of the people there. Maybe there's some need there we didn't know before you realize somebody come and prophesy and it begins to meet a certain need in our life and build us. So that one having been even the person having planned it, he doesn't know it even he who started it don't know how he was. He's going to end the prophecy. He, didn't ha- he doesn't have the full uh, information of what he's saying. He becomes just like a channel that God is speaking through. So he comes, he starts, he's, he's energized, the spirit inspires him, and he starts saying, my, my son, my son, and he started, or my daughter, my daughter, or... <laughs> I didn't mean anybody. I, I <laughs> and so now when the person is prophesying, the prophecy God put the words in our spirit and inspire us. But the words that comes out is our own words. Huh? You make mistake. Huh? The fact that God used the past tense for the present tense doesn't mean that it is wrong. If the person don't know the difference between past past and present, he will make a mistake in it. So you don't judge it because the person English was wrong. Say, ah, God, <laughs> it is a spirit that inspired the person. For instance, if you walk in and you get to a place and you feel you are afraid, something, some fear comes upon you and you want to tell somebody what is happening to you. If you don't understand English, and don't know the past, you will use wrong word. But what is happening to you is real. It is just you expressing what is happening to you. But because you don't have enough uh, the proper and appropriate uh, expressions, uh, you use some expressions. Are you getting it? That is why we also need to study the scripture because most of the time the Holy Spirit wants to use the language we the Holy Spirit use is a, a, a scripture. If we look at people who have read Old Testament, when they are prophesying, they are prophesying in Old Testament. Say yes, the Lord. Where have thou gone? The Lord thy God is among you and in your midst. A modern day who haven't read King James Version where this is what God is saying. I am in the middle of, in, uh, in the midst of you people and I want to help you. One will prophesy it in King James. 
and one will prophesy it in New English <laughs> translation. <laughs> but in all, the spirit and this, what God wants to carry out is the most important thing. The Bible says that those who wrote the scriptures, they were inspired by what? The Holy Spirit. And I always make a joke. Paul was a learned man. He's got enough vocabulary that God used him to write a lot. Peter was a fisherman. So first Peter, second Peter, the vocab in NASA. James, 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 <laughs> so they don't have plenty chapters. <laughs> this one uh, is my joke, but I, I, I think that whatever, so you find out that even what. Paul wrote, even though it was the Holy Spirit that inspired it, you find that this is a man who have knowledge in the Old Testament and was speaking like a lawyer sometimes. He speaks like a scholar. He will bring a topic and begin to dissect it the way he take it if you say you are like this and like that, then why so this? So he will begin to explain. You who say you are of faith of this, this and that, then he begins to argue his case. Argue his case about your sins and how your sins have been taken. So if you read this, the, the letters of Paul, sometimes he's addressing a situation. And sometimes he said, this one is the Lord. And sometimes he said, I for this one. As God has given me the grace. For instance, he said, if a brother is burning, I don't need to let the Holy Spirit say, go and marry. He said, go and find somebody and marry. But it's better for you to marry than to burn and sin. Peter may not say that. So he didn't take the circumcision. Imagine if Paul hadn't written all this, his epistle. Like we the Gentiles Peter will be the first to reject us. But Paul argued himself, spoke about the main tree and how we are engrafted, spoke about salvation, spoke about sin, spoke about Abraham, and even spoke about who is the real son of, uh, uh, the spiritual sons of Abraham. So he brought us through Christ to link Abraham so that wherever God takes his sons, you are part of it. So, I was talking about the judging uh, uh, prophecy. So, the categories are for edification to build, exhortation to do what? Whenever a prophecy, we have what called a predictive and what uh, the ordinary prophecy. It must build, it must do what? It must edify, but he who prophesies speaks what? Edification is a building. Exhortation, what does it mean that by that? We are prophet. Huh? Encouragement. It should encourage. 
I'm talking about the first part of the prophecy. There are others they come when you've seen they tell you, you know, it's not good, it's not encouraging when you are, they say you are sinning, stop sinning. So if you want to use that alone to judge, you may uh, you may miss it. For encouragement, for what? For comfort. Sometimes somebody by the time we all live here, as if you see yourself condemn. The word of God do not condemn us. We must live here being comforted. When somebody is getting through a situation and we are praying, there should be a word that will bring comfort to the person. Then we have the, the other one also Predictive, those ones, it predicts. It tells what will happen in the future. The prophecy can tell you what is happening in the future. If you read the revelation, it's talking about the future. Jesus prophesied about the future. So, if we want to know our future, this gift help us to be able to know the way forward in the future. So this Old Testament, the New Testament, there was a time it was going to be there, something was going to happen. Famine. And the prophet have to prophesy. Predict that there's going to be famine. Then one of them named Agabus stood up and showed by the spirit that there was going to be what? A great famine throughout what? All the world. This prophecy was for the whole world. Which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. It happened in the days of Claudius. Then the disciples, each according to his ability, did what? Determined to do what? To send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. They started, the prophecy helped them prepare. So sometimes God does not take away the famine. It will come, but a word can come before then to help us prepare for it. So somebody says, Oh, let's pray against the famine in the name of Jesus. Ebeba pay. They are the end, say, God, haven't we prayed? And so now people get disappointed, people feel get broken that God has revealed that this is going to happen, and He prayed and it didn't happen. No, 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 no. The word of wisdom comes. When God speaks, God, what am I to do? He said, God, I'm food. God, I things. There are some prophecies that came. When they said there was going to be famine for seven, uh, plenty in seven years. And famine in 90, uh, seven years. Look, it won't change. Your prayer won't bring food in the uh, in the seven year. So what do you do? The God reveals so that they can gather. They can make room for the lean season. So in our life, sometimes something comes into your hand. Money comes into your hand. God blesses you so much. The blessing that you do, blessing is coming. Listen to the prophetic word. Sometimes some of them are to be saved for your future because that thing might not continue to flow all the time. I hope you're getting me. So at the end, as a Christian, people see you've lost your job, but you are still living your normal life. Why? Because you had a prayer notice and have prepared for that. Who says prophecy is no good? I'm, see, I'm telling the importance of prophecy, isn't it? 
So they did it. Okay. So they, 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 they brought food and then helped them. Then there was one. There was another one he predicted. Agabus. He said, I think this is the same Agabus. He said that Paul will be bound. He took his uh, uh, he's an untidy. I said, Paul, that says the Lord. When you go to Jerusalem, you'll be uh, this and this and this and this. Sometimes uh, the choleric uh, uh, Paul will <laughs> uh, uh, move. Whether you believe or you don't believe it, it will happen. So he prophesied that Paul was going to be bound. Paul. And as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus, the same Agabus, Name Agabus came down from Judea. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus saith the Holy Spirit, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owned this belt and deliver him into the hands of of the Gentiles. Continue. Look at what Paul said. Now when we heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? <laughs> For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's continue. So when he will not be persuaded, we ceased, saying the will of the Lord be done. If you prevail on somebody, he's, <laughs> he's not listening to you. Yes, this is the paper. <laughs> that will <laughs> be done. Let's look at what happened. And after those days, we packed and went up to where? Jerusalem. Now, when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews from Asia, seeing him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd and laid hands on him. Okay. Crying out, men of Israel, help! This is a man who teaches all men everywhere against the people, the law, and this place. And furthermore, he also brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place because he went with Timothy. And Timothy, no, the Greeks, the Gentiles having circumcised were not circumcised. Timothy was not circumcised. He Paul Chano. Pressure that person on Moko Chano. Okay, let me. And all the city was disturbed. A prophecy has come. This thing shouldn't stir up people. But prophecy has come. All the city was what? Disturbed. And the people ran together. Seize what? Paul. And drag him out of the temple. And immediately the doors were shut. Now as they were seeking to kill him. News came to the commander of the garrison that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. <laughs> so the people were ready to do it. He immediately took soldiers and centurion and ran down to them. And when they saw the commander and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. They can say, 
They were going to beat him until he dies. Then the commander came near and took him and commanded him to be what? Bound with what? What did the prophet say? And he asked who he was and what he had done. I think I must end here. This is just the reason. I haven't even got to any place. I'm never going to tell you how to know when God is speaking through a prophet or not. Maybe next two weeks, next few weeks, when I have chance, I'll tell you. Then the commander came and some among the multitude cried one thing and some another, like how they did to Jesus. So when he could not ascertain the truth because of the tumult, he commanded him to be taken into the barracks. Now I barrack boy. When he reached the stairs, he had to be carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the mob. He couldn't move again. They have to carry him. Because the mob was ready to tear him into pieces. For the multitude of the people followed after, crying out, away with him. Hmm. Then as Paul was about to be led into the barrack, he said to the commander, may I speak to you? He replied, can you speak Greek? Are you not an Egyptian, the Egyptian who some time ago stirred up a rebellion and led the 4,000 assassins out into the wilderness? Oh, Africa for you. Yeah, yeah, mobo. Yeah, Boni biana de ashayen. But Paul said, I am a Jew from Tarsus, a lawyer in Cilicia, a citizen of no mean city. Mifrasante fie, mifirmanshia. The moment I mifirmanshia pe, then they say, hey, Charlie, I can't know. myself in here. A citizen of a no mean city, and I, I implore you, permit me to speak to the people. Paul. So when he had given him permission, Paul stood on the stairs. And motioned with his hand to the people. And when there was a great silence, he spoke to them in the Hebrew language. Saying, so he could speak Greek and could speak Hebrew. He identified himself as a Greek and also Ghanaian American. Ghanaian British. Brethren and fathers, hear my defense before you now. And when they heard that he spoke to them in the Hebrew language, they kept all the more silence. So those who came didn't even know the identity of the man. Your killers don't even know. They just heard there's somebody there. Chobay, <laughs> mop. And so that they don't ask. Your own brother. So now one person can create problem before you realize you've killed somebody which is your own brother. So why were they following him? They thought he was in a Hebrew. And they heard this man now speaking a Hebrew language. So what? Classical Hebrew. So they were silenced them all. How can hey? Yeah, I am indeed a Jew. 
born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, taught according to the strictness of our father's law, and was zealous towards God, as you are all today. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. As also, time is gone. Shall I cut it off? As also, the high priest bears me witness. This high priest, Onime, Mbobisano, and all they have sent me to go and kill the people before. Bears me witness. Peter, Paul, and all the council of the elders from whom I also received letters to the brethren and went to Damascus to bring in chain even those who were there to Jerusalem to be punished. Now it happened as I journeyed and came near Damascus at about noon. Suddenly, a great light from heaven shone around me. That great light may it shine around. When your enemies are chasing you, may that great light come upon them. Finally, and I fell on the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Because you know that's how God talks. If I... <laughs> so I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you persecuting. Whom you are persecuting. And those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid. But they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to. So sometimes when God speaks and it's your word, nobody will hear. Because, see, the voice of God came to him. He heard it. He said, the people around only saw the light. They may see the sign, but they might not hear exactly what God is telling you. That is why we are learning this so that you can even learn how to hear from God himself. Because if you want to wait for people to hear and tell you, God may speak and you may not know. Now I end here. Next week, we'll continue. Come with